you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. Uh, freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live 2.0, redesigned for the new year, 2010. Essentially, uh, it's a whole new website. You get to create the content. You get to submit show prep ideas, rants, blog posts, whatever you want. Other listeners then get to vote on the your ideas or your show prep suggestions. And you can vote on theirs. So head over to freetalklive.com. It's a real liberty community, and um, I, I, I'm excited about it. And It's, it's still it's, ground floor, though. Like there, There's... I'd like to see some more participation in it, but that'll come over yeah, time. Absolutely. People start people, to understand it. Yeah. We might. I, I know Johnson's been talking about having Taryn Lupo from LCLReport.com put together like a how-to video to mm-hmm. how to use the site because it's it's so much more detailed now than the old site, which was essentially just a brochure for the the show with some forums and stuff like that. Uh, but now it's far more interactive. So enjoy. It's free over at FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue, uh, we're going to jump right into your phone calls here. But Mark, you've got a crazy suicide pact story yeah. uh, that we'll get to. And I don't know if we've ever talked about suicide pacts on this uh, this program, but so this may be a new a new topic. But first, we got to go to your phone calls. And ladies, oh no, ladies don't come first. She dropped off. Let's start then with Brian in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. I can be a lady if you want me to. Hey, <laughs> what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> I was um, I was reading on some site that. A mid-level bureaucrat in Washington D.C. makes ninety-four thousand dollars a year. Sounds right. You know, for pu- for pushing papers, a, a GS uh, thirteen, I think they call it, a thirteen level. Well, I just got my tax uh, my tax forms back from my accountant this week. Oh boy! And uh, what a uh, what a coincidence, because ninety-four thousand dollars is exactly what I paid in taxes last year. Oh, so, how about that? You've sponsored a, a bureaucrat. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I, I did a project a few years ago for a Christian charity that was it's one of these uh, things where you can um, uh, you can adopt a child in Ethiopia or yeah. some third world country. And so what you do is, is you uh, you pay thirty five bucks a month or something, and then uh, you know that, that that child has to send you her picture, and then you know at least twice a year has to write you a letter saying you know what's happening in the village and you know kind of what's uh, you know what, what her life is about or his life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get some con- connection, and you know that it's a real child out yeah, there. Yeah, it's kind of neat stuff. It's a lovely idea. Yeah. So so I was thinking that, uh, uh, you know, they, they've taken this money from me by force, and i got to get something back for it. So why why shouldn't I get pictures of this guy's boat? You know, I don't have a boat. <laughs> I'm sure he has one. You know, I, I, the, the dude probably gets five or six <laughs> weeks of vacation. I have not taken a vacation in 20 years. You know, so I, yeah. I want pictures from his vacation. That way you can live vicariously through the bureaucrat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm making it all possible. I mean, when you make it personal like that, all of a sudden it becomes a little different, and they don't like that. I, I think people it would do people good to see their money being spent to create this luxury lifestyle for this, like you said, just sort of mid-level bureaucrat who who isn't yeah. producing anything, just pushing papers around it there. Yep. At their expense and uh, making all that money and see sort of the lavish lifestyle he has, at least in comparison to their, you know, $30,000 a year lifestyle that they're paying quite a bunch of taxes out of and not even getting $30,000. And And you're right, Brian. They don't like it. They don't like it when you bring it home. Uh, As we found out here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, where we're doing the show – 
Dale, uh, you and I were both involved in some candlelight vigils that were held outside of the homes of some of the aggressive bureaucrats here in the area, one of the police prosecutors and the robed man uh, that uh, that sits in the court. So we, we held these uh, these candlelight vigils, and some people have been very upset about it. In fact, I posted a link to some... Some very up, some very angry email that I received specifically in regards to those uh, candlelight vigils, and the emailer was suggesting that, well, I agreed with you guys, and I was getting ready to come out to one of your social meetings, but then <laughs> they always I, say that was right. the kicker right. because of that one thing that I don't like. I, you destroyed something that was wonderful that was going to happen. He was specifically upset that we had made it personal with this uh, these bureaucrats and their families. And I said, well, wait a minute. But they make it personal. Yeah. Yeah, it's very personal. And, and, and that's just it. That, that's also their excuse for doing it, is that they always say, I'm just doing my job. And, and, and whenever you call them on that, if you try and say, well, what about these other people who did these horrible things? They were doing their job at the time. It was legal. But it was still a horrific thing. If you ever call them on that, they're like, oh, how dare you bring up such ridiculous right. scenarios. But even, you know? if, even if it's just just this, you know, the, the money that you take from me, the time you take from me, the amount of time that I was incarcerated or the pain you caused me physically when you put handcuffs on me and threw me to the ground or whatever, whatever it is. That was personal, dude. You might have just been doing your job, but your job right. stinks. And bring the family into it. What about your family? What about, uh, I mean, Kurt Hoffman yeah. was the, the, the one of the activists we're what talking about. What about the people about. who get to go see their family, their father or their mom? Uh, yeah, or exactly. their brother Curtis, for half an hour at a prison. His wife and, his, and Kurt is still in jail. That's yeah. personal. Yeah, he's in jail. Uh, his his you know a brother or a, a child going to see their parent. They get like half an hour a week to go see them behind a piece of glass in a in a prison uniform, and and that's not personal. Right. Like you did not make it personal. Ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And you're complaining that yeah. we stood outside your home on public property with candles, quietly with candles, or sang some peaceful songs while holding candles, and you. Right find that offensive right what is wrong with your thinking kurt goes to the hospital has to get x-rayed uh and is in a wheelchair for uh, for a number of weeks and they have to endure someone standing a group of people standing in front of their home with some candles yeah i mean are you kidding me that those same people paid for yeah i mean it makes me livid when i start thinking about it that's the thing. I, 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 when, when I got these uh, tax forms back and I made that connection, I was just really livid. And then I was thinking, you know, uh, I, I know who this guy is. I, I know exactly who the guy is. I, I haven't talked to him on the phone, but, I, but I, he is an actual human. Uh, as, as you guys know, and I, I've mentioned on the show, I'm involved in uh, Manchester Brewing. And every time we have uh, a, a beer label that we want to put on and sell, we have to get approved by these bastards in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we, we send a label in, and then they, you know, they reject it. Or, you know, usually, I mean, they're, they're some some of them they've actually gone through, but you know, they reject it, and then for stupid things, and we have to spend more money to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my bureaucrat. I'm sure that dude's a GS13 making ninety four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So not only do I pay for this guy's boat and his five week vacation, uh, and his the private schools for his kids, but I also pay him to. Cost me money and yep. regulate me. I mean, that, that, it's even doubly worse. Oh, but way. he's your servant, though. He's your servant, so you can just fire him any time. Okay, I'll just stop paying. How's that? Hey, man, I'm on board. Let's I'm do scared. it. <laughs> I know it's scary, isn't it? That's what they have yeah. over us is uh, is the fear factor. But as soon as we start to lose that, then they have nothing left. Right. Anything else on your mind tonight, Brian? Drink more beer. Right on <laughs> ManchesterBrewing.com. Thank you for the call. It's not easy standing up for freedom.
standing up for what your beliefs are. I mean, if your beliefs are for freedom, it's not an easy task. It's funny you mentioned that, too, because I was just at a candlelight vigil last night. It wasn't outside of some bureaucrat's home. It was outside City Hall. Uh, young young Americans for Liberty and Students for a Sensible Drug Policy had put it together out in Nashua. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and uh, you know, one of the detractors of the outside-the-home Candlelight vigils was there, and I, because I kind of mentioned it, I said, "Yeah, I'm used to standing out in the cold with a candle, you know, outside the judge's house or the policeman's house." And I got that shaking head, like, "Ugh," and I just didn't even want to start right. up with him, you know. He, you know, the beef had been had. We 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 had discussed it, it'd been beaten to death, and it had we had concluded that we disagreed on it. So, you know, um, thinking about this, uh, you know, standing up for for liberty kind of thing um, that you're suggesting that one has to, you know, stop paying taxes to stand up for liberty. And I'm not saying that that I don't think that that's a good path. I'm not going to say that. But what I, I would, say anybody had to do that. Right. Well, I, but I would like to point out that I think that it is better to make money and pay your taxes and then support liberty through financial means and uh, through you know your, your daily Depends. talking with people than it is to decide I'm not going to make money and therefore not pay taxes. I didn't taxes. say not make money. Right. I know. I'm just saying I, I, I think that there's Plenty I think people there's make steps money along and don't pay way. taxes. Sure, Ian. I understand I'm, that one of the approaches to uh, not paying taxes is to legally make right, below that's a what, certain that's amount. What the, that's what some of the Quakers have done throughout the ages, yeah. and I just I just don't think that that succeeds in doing much. No, I think you, you should live your life your, how you want. Yeah, impoverish yourself so that uh, so that the government doesn't have money for uh, you know taxes. I don't know. People do well, and they might find other ways to make to get their needs met and make make things happen, and and they're avoiding the risk that comes with. You know, the threat that comes with just not paying and actually making the money. Live how you want, and when the bureaucrats make demands of you, do your best to say no. I think that's a good way to live as uh, somebody who loves freedom. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. Oh, yeah, and get together with other people who think the same way you do. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up, again, absolutely anything. Take control of the airwaves tonight. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. Oh, my gosh. She held for, like, 23 seconds. We had Paula. People have been asking about Paula. Paula in Florida. She uh, was a a staple of the show, somebody who would call on a regular basis, and uh, a lot of our listeners fell in love with Paula, and they've been asking about her, and she hasn't been around for, what, at least a year, maybe longer, Sounds Mark? like it's that, yeah. It's been a long yeah. time. Uh, I, the, on the, the call screener just told me she was on the line, subject of the call, quote, I did what you told me and ended up in jail. I don't even know what, what that's about. I don't know what we told her. <laughs> that would have been a very awesome. long time Paula, ago if she hasn't called Paula, for a year. please call back. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story, and uh, we'll go right to you as soon as the call comes in. Uh, the Institute for Humane Studies summer internship program is now accepting ap- applications. They have uh, seminars on all kinds of topics surrounding liberty. Liberty in education, liberty in Leviathan, the policy from the uh, libertarian perspective. There's a, 11 total uh, seminars, and they're in 
different places across the country. And the IHS provides meals and housing. All you have to do is get there. Deadline March the 31st. Go to libertarianseminars.com. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What, there was one time we got Paula's phone number because the guys over at Free Minds uh, Television, Free Minds, uh, at freemindsmedia.org, they wanted to have her on their TV show, and that meant they'd have to call out while they were producing the show. So uh, so there may be – somebody may have her number out there floating around, and if she's out of jail now, then that means that we might be able to easy, uh, more easily get in touch with her and find out what the story is. But yes, there is the possibility that if you disobey the state, you will end up in a cage. I mean that's kind of the point. That's what they've got. Yeah, yeah. that's what they do. So 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Matt is in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Oh, my God. You guys put Paula in jail? I didn't put her anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious to hear that story. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm down in Maryland, uh, in Bethesda. My my brother went to, um, to Paris and asked me to come house sit for him. So I'm driving around Bethesda, and it's very near Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. just outside of D.C., and I notice cars driving around with Washington, D.C. license plates. And on the bottom of Washington, D.C. license plates, it says, taxation without representation. It sure does. I've seen it. I'm, I was amazed. I can't think of anything more honest for the license plates to say out of Washington, D.C., yeah, it, it, it feels kind of yeah, it, it feels kind of like a joke, like that they're upset about it, um, but they're still kind of having fun with it in in some way. Not that I really want to read too much into what the license plate says, but it's very interesting. Well, I mean, it, I I thought, am I missing the no? Was there supposed to be a no on that? <laughs> it doesn't. It just says taxation without representation. I'm going, yeah. yeah I we think... know that's the problem. <laughs> well, no, but the point there is that uh, it's a political statement because they don't have so-called representatives for Washington, D.C. Their, govern, their government is essentially the Congress, as I understand it. And, I mean, there are aldermen and things like that in, in D.C., but Congress can actually set the rules for Washington, D.C., and so basically it's a political statement saying that, well, everybody else has representatives, but we don't have them. So they're just... Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. The rest of the country yeah. is taxed without being represented. Either right. The, the whole idea of representation is fallacious because uh, right. I couldn't represent the three of you guys that I'm talking to right now accurately. It's not possible. Let alone right about represent that. a million or 100,000 or 10,000 people. It's impossible. Right. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was the story behind it, but... It's amazing. It does make a little more sense. Now you know. Any other thoughts tonight, Matt? No, I hope hope Paula calls back because she's been in jail for a year, huh? If that's That's true. Yeah, if that's true. Sure. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Now, I don't think, I don't know. We never really determined if Paula actually listens to the show. Yeah, I generally don't think that's the case. I never got the impression that she does. She listens when she's on hold, so when she calls in. See, Paula is she's an interesting character. Uh, she lives in Florida, and I think it's like the middle of Florida, so it's kind of like uh, not urbanized Florida. The, the country, if you will, the south, real south. Like if you live on the west and the east coast of Florida, you're not really in the south. You're, well, 
Orlando is an exception to that. She doesn't really even listen when she's on the air. Like when we're talking to her. (laughs) Have you ever actually talked to her? A little. Okay. Uh, It's when she's on the air, she's pretty much just there to talk. And when you talk back, it just, I don't know. But it's it's fun. To, I like it when she right. calls she, in. She's got her fax machine. She gets all kinds of conspiratorial information through it, and uh, she's she's a very interesting character. And you know, I, I hope she's all right. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So if at any point she calls in tonight, we will interrupt. Uh, if we're on a topic or something like that, we'll just jump right into uh, to her phone call to find out what's going on. In the meantime, Mark, tell us tell me about the suicide pact. I, who can believe this stuff? The climate um, but, suicide pact. This is really the the this is the obvious outcome to this kind of thing. From the DailyMail.co.uk, um, I believe I got this from FreeTalkLive.com, so the mm-hmm. the interactive website we were talking about earlier. Baby girl survives after being shot in the chest in parents' global warming suicide pact. Oh my! A seven-month-old baby girl survived three days alone with a bullet in her chest. Imagine three days, an infant no, by I, themselves shot. Right. Yeah. I'm not somebody who likes uh, to say anything about ages being a, anything specific as far as men, mental capacity, but I'm pretty sure seven months is too young to consent to something like a suicide pact. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Uh, with a uh, bullet in her chest beside the parents of her uh, and, and tod- pa- her parents' bodies and toddler brother. Argentines oh, Francisco Lotero, uh, 56, and Miriam Coletti, 23. That's a Wow. What a stretch. Um, shot their children before killing themselves after making an apparent suicide pack. Hmm. Uh, before, excuse me, killing themselves. That didn't make much sense. Um, apparent suicide pack over fears about global warming. <laughs> their son, Francisco, too, died instantly after being hit in the back. Uh, but their unnamed uh. daughter cheated death after the bullet from her dad's handgun missed her vital organs. Paramedics rushed her, wow. uh, her to the hospital covered in blood when police alerted by worried neighbors discovered the massacre three days later. The youngster is recovering in the hospital in the town of Goya in the northern Argentine province of uh, Corred or whatever. And the parents said that they feared the effects of global warming in a suicide note discovered by the police. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you do to people when you say, oh, my God, the world's going to be on fire. I'm, I'm picturing this, the pictures. You know, I've seen the pictures that show a, a globe or about six globes in a line to show like a pr- the progress. And it starts off green and blue and ends up yep. red and orange. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's it's going like, to be Mars. Even the worst predictions are a couple of degrees, you know. Right. right. And, 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 but, and, but they're showing it as if, the, yeah, exactly, the world is like going to catch on fire. <laughs> and then one of the pivotal scientists in this whole thing has basically said, um, you know, it, it came out, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but it came out that he, the, the globe really hasn't warmed since 1995. Right. You know, it's it's absolutely ludicrous if you think that the world's going to stay the ch- same anyway. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on the environmental your baby? suicide pact. Uh, do we actually get the contents of the suicide note? We'll find no, out. No, that's it. It's free talk live. You can bring up anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including... Updates. You can go and get signed up via the email updates or Twitter or Facebook. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to be presented with all three of those options. That's news.freetalklive.com. Great way to be kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live. Now then, critical thinking question. First, imagine that you live in an area controlled by a violent gang. Not too hard to imagine that one. What if you started using words like we and us when discussing the gang? even though you weren't actually a member, and their activities. Uh, no one in the gang knew or cared about you, and a lot of the gang's activities actually hurt you and your family. Would this kind of thinking eventually lead to sympathy for the gang's activities or resistance to the idea that the gang was even doing anything wrong? What if a violent gang was able to develop a 12-year indoctrination system that actually encouraged this very kind of thinking? What if a violent gang already did? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education and the worship of violent gangs. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. SchoolSucksProject.com as we continue with your phone calls here. Uh, Adam is in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Hi, folks. I heard you guys talking about your regular listener, Paula, there from Florida. Yeah. Sounded like something bad had happened to her. Uh, I didn't hear the end of that call there. She's in jail? She never uh, actually held on long enough to get on the air. She called and dropped off the line 23 seconds after she uh, she was screened. So uh, we didn't oh. really have the, t- the chance to pick it up. All we got was the subject line of the screen, uh, the, call, the call that was screened. And that was that she said she did what we, told, we suggested and that she was put in jail. So I don't know what that's in reference to. Oh, I see. That's a shame. I can see how it would happen, though, given the th- some of the things you folks suggest. And she's still there in Florida. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, like. yeah. Oh, she did claim to get some faxes from time to time. And, you know, she's talking about the economy back in June one time when one of your 60-second promos. Any of those things she say ever come right at all? Pretty sure the economy has not done uh, the drastic things that the people who have called and predicted drastic things uh, would like well, to have seen. Obama is saying the same things now, too, though. Obama is saying the same things now? Well, you know, some of the people he appointed for a while were saying predictions much in line with Paula's. Although, not as early. Well, we'll keep our fingers I, I crossed. I always wondered, I always wondered, you guys talk about how the government messes everything up so badly. <laughs> Could you imagine if she actually was getting government faxes and nobody knew? That's what drove her crazy. If she was getting faxes from the state? <laughs> if, yeah, if nobody knew. And they were just ending up in Paula's, little old Paula's answering machine or fax machine. She, now, National wait. Security Agency. Oh, okay. So you, are you, you're suggesting like that the actual yeah, agencies would be faxing her as opposed to secretively, uh, covertly faxing her, uh, maybe masquerading as some paranoid kook groups? No, 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 no. I mean, maybe it's an accident. They're not supposed to get to Paul at all. And the oh, government is so good at like bungling. they've got the wrong number and they don't know because it's connecting and the, the fax is being delivered. Yeah. But the, exactly. the government agencies are so incompetent they don't realize that they... And they, only Paula yeah. knows. Yeah. I wow. thought you'd be able to imagine. That is a very, very <laughs> crazy thing to think about, and I appreciate it. Thank you for the call tonight. <laughs> 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know what? We've got so many people that are dedicated to working on things like the Free Talk Live wiki with over 2,000 pages created by our listeners and our website, of course, allowing listeners to uh, to interact in various different ways. It would be interesting for a fan of Paula's to like come up with a tribute to Paula, just somebody who's who has uh, gotten 
you know, they're aware of the episodes in which Paula has appeared and they would want to go through for whatever reason, maybe because they're just such a fan of Paula and put together some kind of, you know, three minute long or however long uh, little feature about Paula. Sounds like a lot of work. It, it, right. That's why I'm suggesting it, because I'm sure as hell not going to do it. Because they do an audio montage with little background music. Yeah, that's what I'm talking cute, about. Yeah. yeah. There's, there the have best been, of Paula. Throughout the years, uh, many callers like Paula who have had their, their fans, and they've just kind of dropped off and gone on. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Paula I may be one of the most recent ones, but... You yeah, know. she was as a post-syndications. She certainly was not one of the Walt, earlier. Walt was, uh, you know, post-syndications. Yeah, right. Well, now we're now we're reminiscing too much. We can't we can't bring up characters that nobody nobody understands. I mean, at least we've been explaining Paula. In fact, we can uh, do a little tribute to her because I do I did put her in one promo. Free Talk Live, the show where anyone can call about whatever they want, and we do mean anyone. Ginger in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live. I just thought I'd call and give y'all some news. We found Ginger. out on a. Wait, I thought pro- your name was Paula. Are you, are you trying to hide your identity, Paula? Are you trying to protect yourself from the NSA and the New World Order? I thought your name was Paula. No, anyway. Your I name's just Ginger? To... Yeah. Why has it been Paula every other time you've called? I guess she does call, too. Anyway, Do you have a twin I just sister? want to give you some information. Uh, we yeah, just heard another there, program that, well, actually, the whole world is going to a world collapse. They said <laughs> we, have, we have till the 1st of June. So, what this... I want to know, uh, Ginger, is do you know who Paula is? Well, I'm trying to give you some information. You've given me the information. You said the world's going to collapse in less than a week. I'm going to start drinking now, and I'm not coming out of it until after uh, July's over. Free Talk Live, Monday through Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So there she is. I love that promo. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it tickles me. I love how she was trying to, to, to disguise. She, she's so as, distinctive, and she doesn't realize it. Yeah. Like, Paula, you are incredibly distinctive. <laughs> she seems like she should be working at a diner, you know. Where to yeah, she coffee. totally would. would what work. do you want, hun? Yeah. <laughs> so there you Cigarette go. Cigarette hanging out of her mouth. That's that's a, that's my quickie. That's my quickie uh, best to Paula. But um, if somebody's out there there's a big fan, it would be kind of fun to expand that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if we're lucky, uh, she will uh, be able to call back in before she gets uh, put in jail again. I'm so sorry to hear that. I, you know, I don't wish that on anybody. That's, when I talk about doing disobedience and things like that, it's not my intention for anybody to go to jail. But it's a reality. It's something that you have to realize that if you are going to say no to the state at some point, there is a fairly good chance that they will decide to put you in a cage. And I usually recommend that people uh, – it is empowering to start disobeying, but I would say take baby steps. Absolutely. You know, find your comfort level, and, and, and you can do a lot of – you can engage in little acts of civil disobedience that are really not not likely to put you in jail. I mean – you know, and then and then, but you might find your comfort level going out, and at some point you might say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go to jail for a few days because I really want to make a statement about this." You know, but until you do, take baby steps. You know, you know, um, Ian and I were talking sort of off air and in you know sort of friendship time um, about some of the political stuff that's going on in, in the town that I live in, and it's it's kind of interesting that you know you think of the po- the political arena as being you know it's no big deal um, participating in that it's safe and all that other stuff, but you know, it's gotten so nasty um, in this in this particular selectman's race. That's how I think of politics personally. It, is is nasty. It is nasty. It it absolutely is. Um, and I often I saw that somebody putting up their their sign uh, for this the, the opposing select person 
uh, today, and I'm like, I want to destroy that sign. And um, oh boy, and you know, I'm sure they feel the same about my sign. I've got mm-hmm. a big old sign that's uh, not particularly. Uh, and some people actually do go out and destroy. Yeah, people's yeah. Signs. I've, I've actually got a hole in the sign from when I previously had oh. a Ron Paul on it. Somebody shot through the hole through, oh. through the sign. They shot the sign. Well, it's it, it it's rural New Hampshire, yeah. man. I mean, people wow. have guns. It, I suppose it could could have been anything that flew through through there, but there's a there's, there's a hole in the sign. It's wood, right? It's a, no, it's a core plast, the uh, hmm. plastic okay. uh, corrugated plastic. Gotcha. Um, but you know, the, the the funny thing is, is you think of civil disobedience as being much more confrontational and stuff like that. Taking my uh, my parking ticket to court hasn't been any problem at all. So if you think of that as any kind of civil disobedience, um, yeah. You know, well, I, it is to some degree confrontational. No. Like I had an argument recently about whether it's civil disobedience if you do it secretly and quietly. I don't think it is. Like I, I the whole point of of civil disobedience is to make it public. And if you're doing it quietly and secretively, well, that's still good. That's more like agorism. Yes. You know, well, I think of civil disobedience as you're doing it to make a point. And monkey you, you're wrenching, bringing I as, think? You're bringing as much attention to it as possible. Do you think you monkey wrenching monkey would be a better term than I don't agorism? Think I, I, well, it depends on what you're talking about. I mean, someone who's disobeying privately, you know, is presumably um, well, doing if, it for personal benefit, which is fine. Um, like, you know, like engaging in a business endeavor or something like that without permission, without going and getting a business license or something like that. I wouldn't necessarily call that civil disobedience unless they're being public about it. But going and uh, taking a parking ticket, challenging it in court, isn't necessarily civil disobedience really either. Well, but it is monkey wrenching because you're gumming up the system. I, I call it that. I mean, he may not bring a lot of attention to it, but he's being public about it. Okay, all right. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What if you don't have a blog? Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, you can learn how to promote the show over at promote.freetalklive.com. There's a list of things that you can do to help get this show into, into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You know, uh, we jumped into Adam's call there about Paula a moment ago, but we never really had a chance to finish up discussion on the earlier topic of the suicide pact. I feel like I have a few more thoughts on that. And of course, you guys are welcome to share yours if you want as well. Toll free 800 259 9231. But the story is that this couple, and you read through the whole thing, right? The, yeah. The, this couple, and what country was this? It was in Argentina. Argentina. They, uh, one of them was 23, the other in his 50s, and they killed their children, or they attempted to, they killed one and attempted to kill the other. Yes, they shot uh, their children. Right. And they killed themselves. They allegedly left a suicide note talking about that uh, the reason why they did this was allegedly because they were concerned about the health of the earth, about the environment. 
and you know you can kind of you can kind of see it. I mean, um, if you believe that carbon dioxide is is killing the planet, is going to uh, change, is going to kill the planet, destroy the planet, then the fact is you need to stop carbon carbon dioxide from being produced. And humans are big producers of carbon dioxide, so kill your kids. I, I mean, it's I it's serious. absolutely insane. Yeah. I, I've always wa- I've been wondering and I've been trying to get figures on this and I, I tried researching online and stuff, but I didn't care enough to really like dig terribly, terribly deeply. But I've wondered how does a human compare to a car? And it seems like you know a car is a lot; it burns a lot of energy and so forth. But does I don't it, use it that often. But yeah, yeah, you drive your car occasionally, whereas you're breathing 24 hours a day every day of your life. Right. And I wonder how does a human compare to say a car? Because there, there, there's a lot of concern that you know that, that it's that the idea is that it's human induced. Well, here's the stupid part though, Dale. Yeah. Um, is that carbon dioxide isn't a terrible greenhouse no, gas? No, it's food comparative for trees, to right, right. right. It, it, there's, yeah, there's a, t- a tremendous benefit right. to ca- higher carbon dioxide levels in the air. Tri- uh, ni- nitrous oxide, bad one uh, that's produced by corn which is what the uh, the ethanol um, the, what they're making more you planting more of in order to uh, make the ethanol out of so the government has mandated more greenhouse uh, gases being produced um, methane which is a um, you know is produced by cows and sheep and pigs and things like that which the government uh, subsidizes meat production far more than it does produce production so the government is the is a huge tremendous creator of uh, carbon dioxide or excuse me greenhouse gases if you believe that's something that's bad then yeah the government is something right to look right at. It, well it, you know they, they claim that they're greenhouse gases i'm just talking about what they're talking yeah. about and but the fact is that methane is significantly more uh destructive in the area of greenhouse gases if you believe this story. well and carbon dioxide then carbon dioxide and uh, carbon dioxide also doesn't work as effectively as a greenhouse gas right. in, in areas of yeah I not nearly it. as much as say methane well and, so and, you could be a vegetarian moist, moist areas like, you could be a vegetarian and drive a hummer and do more for then you'd be doing more for the vi- environment than you were if you ate hamburgers and you drove a yugo like that's how much different it is. Yeah. So the campaigns here to stop companies from producing carbon dioxide and all that other stuff, these cap and trades and all these other plans are really just tax schemes because yeah. if you it would be a heck of a lot more effective the amount of dollars that have put, been put into lobbying on all this stuff that goes into it to do education to say to Americans and people around the world, hey, don't eat meat one meal of the week. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you could get people to do that. If you could get the little kitties you're on board. You're not saying say, go vegetarian. You're right, saying just, just don't, don't once right, a week. You know? Once a and week. And if you really want to be effective, meat. then go vegetarian or something. If you're that concerned to the Absolutely. point where you've got to kill yourself. Right. Yeah. As though um, it matters. I mean, this is all presuming it's true that these greenhouse gases are somehow damaging the earth. And there have been a lot of cows and animals on this planet for a long time. Right. Uh, the idea. I mean, and volcanoes that spew massive yeah. amounts of carbon dioxide into the air that kind of yeah. dwarf everything else. Uh, that's a great like point. That. Well, and, and it you know, brings me back to the the person who, when we were talking about the guy who flew his plane into the IRS building, I, it's really not so much about it, what, what what to me is it's such an irrational level of desperation. It's really just someone yeah. who's in a death spiral of of hopelessness. Because my thought is, if if you're really out to make things better, 
you can do it. You can do so much more alive. Absolutely. Even if you go really radical, which I'm not suggesting, but like if they, you know, before you kill yourself, be you know, be an enviro terrorist or something. I, I'm not a fan of enviro terrorists. I just like I don't understand why someone doesn't do like really devote their life to changing the world for the better. Unless, uh, and the only explanation I can come up with, and what seems ra- reason, it seems like the most reasonable explanation to me, is that they are just in this sort of not rational, but this sort of spiral of hopelessness where they feel helpless and they they like they just really are miserable because they feel you know something has driven them to this to this state of it's, feeling like there's nothing I can do, it's hopeless, right. and I'm just you know I can't handle it, and they kill themselves. It's hard to believe that that these people would have been driven to that point by just this one issue. But then again, I don't I don't look at it in the same way as they do. It doesn't have the the same emotional pull with me as it does for them. I mean, I would like to think there was something else going on in their lives. There's definitely something else going on. I think they would they would have found something else if it weren't this. There would have been something else that that the the you know the media is driving all these horror stories into us constantly. And there would have been something else that drove them to that drove them to hopelessness. I think that's totally my opinion. Uh, I think yeah. that they were in a state of mind where they were feeling this this uh, you know the, these all these horror stories surrounding them, and it drove them to hopelessness. And 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 we need to learn from this. I'm sorry, a lot of liberty um, loving people uh, see hopelessness all around them. Uh, learn from this. You know, do something really powerful with your life. Don't don't get driven don't go into the spiral of hopelessness do something and and do whatever it takes to to feel like you you know you're doing the best you can you're you're more useful alive than dead i i, I agree because it's it's not a good place to be if if you don't if you don't think there's any any way that you can fix something if and if you believe that uh things that produce carbon dioxide are ruining the world then you really are in a place that you know, you just can't fix anything. I do have that article. I pulled it up with the climate climate gate U-turn. A scientist at Center of Roe admits there has been no global warming since 1995. If you want to get into that one, uh, well, really, I just wanted to focus more on the the suicide okay. aspect of this, and I would love to uh, to actually see what their suicide letter, what their uh, their final note says, just out of curiosity to uh, to see what was going through these people's minds, or at least. The bit of it that they wanted to share with the world. So if somebody digs that one up, I'd be very, very interested to see that. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. But it's just so sad. And, and Dale, you're right. I mean, you, you look at the guy flying his plane into the building. Uh, is that what you were advocating when you said enviro terrorism? I mean, what, what, well, what does that mean? Well, he wasn't an enviro terrorist. Enviro terrorists like, are like hurting people, people or what? Enviro terrorists are like the people who blow up SUV parks and stuff. Uh, you know, or uh, or, you know, they got, there was some big thing where they blew up, they burned a bunch of SUVs and some, you didn't mean, and some car salesmen. And of course, insurance like replaced all of them in no time, and they did more harm to the environment than good in the process. So I'm not yeah. supporting enviro terrorism. You're just, I'm just saying, it, there's so many like, I, I just like, if I ever find myself, and I, I don't think I've never been like so close to be in this position, but if I ever found myself seriously contemplating suicide. I I think that I I would I always think like even anywhere I even get like remotely close to that to that point in my in my past I always think well there's so much I could do instead if I feel like there's nothing to lose because absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm ready to kill myself like if you're ready to kill yourself then you're ready to make an an absolutely radical change in your life just make a change you know something about your life is making you miserable 
and and figure out what that is and do a radical change. If, it, I think most people resist that because they're they're afraid of losing something. They're afraid of taking some big risk. What if I make a decision that ends up being a bad decision? It's so different from what I'm used to. We're in a rut. We're in a routine that we're comfortable with, even if it's making us miserable. I think a lot of people are in yeah. jobs that are making them miserable. And and if you get to the point where you feel like, oh, I'm being driven to a, this depressing state, feel powerless. Where I'm spiraling in, into misery. What if for whatever reason, maybe just because you feel like your life has no meaning or whatever. Well, give it meaning. Take that big risky step that's going to radically change your life. What if you have to lose at if, that point, If right? you're going to kill yourself, yeah. uh, you know, step, take one step back in extremity. I'm not saying everyone go and take radical steps all of a sudden. I'm talking to the people who are at the point where they're ready to kill themselves. Absolutely. Do be a little less radical and make and make that decision that you kind of wanted to do but you were scared to do because of the what the what the repercussions might be. Well, it, guess what? You are going to kill yourself. Yeah. So do it. You know, it, do what you think is going to make you happy now. It's like I said with Brian earlier, uh, once you once you essentially have nothing left to lose, then they have no more power over you. I mean, they yeah. who would be in control of you. Those you can engage would... in some very powerful civil disobedience at that Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You know, you're ready. You know what? You're ready to kill yourself. Well, now you're ready to go to jail. You know, to but to not pay your taxes or or, or whatever. whatever other or to more not drastic... go to Iraq when they want to send you yeah. there and you've joined the military. Whatever it is. There's a lot. Of, there are a lot of soldiers that kill themselves over there. You're absolutely right, and yeah. that's the it's the easy way out. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. It's been said that uh, there's very little that's worth doing that is uh, easy. Hour 2's coming up. Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. As we kick off the second hour of the program tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And don't forget to join Dale over at his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. It's a site full of hundreds of cartoons, most of which have a liberty-oriented theme to them. And very good, very high-quality stuff. Head over to anarchyinyourhead.com. Plus, you'll also get some uh, some thoughts from Dale, essays and that sort of thing. Don't go if you're a fan of Abraham Lincoln. I, no. I, I wasn't very nice to Abraham Lincoln recently, so... Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls. Josh is listening in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. Hey, hello. What's How on your you mind tonight, Josh? Uh, I wondered what your opinion was on medi- uh, school drug testing. School drug testing. Well, yes. I, I'm against government schools in the first place 
So if we can get past that part of the uh, you know the, this discussion, I think that government schools are just a terrible idea, and that if we really want to have good education, great education, uh, we need to have the marketplace and competition uh, in education, which will lead to innovation and lower costs and things like that. I, now, I would actually broadly yeah, say, that's exactly my idea too. Yeah, I would even go a step further and say that I, I would not be a big fan of the whole notion of testing students for drugs in the first place because I really would like to start changing the paradigm of this idea that kids are can't be responsible and they must be constantly chaperoned and they must obey adults all the time. I think it puts I think it makes kids in a, puts kids in a very vulnerable t- position to be exploited by adults. Sometimes their parents, sometimes by other adults, and uh, and it makes them very vulnerable. And we really should be trying. Um, I mean, obviously with within reason. Uh, empowering kids to make their own decisions and start being responsible. And that means not constantly prying into their privacy and treating them like kids forever and ever. At some point, you have to start giving them more, uh, start allowing them more responsibility within reason, uh, you know, age-appropriate responsibility. I I think it's the difference between treating them like they're your subjects or treating them like they are little people, you know, yeah. gr- growing human well, and beings. Give, and be, be there for kids. We yeah. should be there for kids and, and be there for guidance and be there to teach them things and, 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 and be there for support because they aren't totally capable on their own yet. I mean, there's right. that acknowledgement. But if they but, feel like you're breathing down their neck all the time and constantly checking up on them and being very pushy and nosy, if that's the kind of parenting that we're talking about, and I think that's exactly. the kind of parent that would drug test, for instance, yeah. uh, then they're not going to want to be open with you. They're not going to want to be telling you what they're feeling and what they're thinking and what they're going through in life they're going to feel like well mom's annoying or dad is i, I uh, think it, i think exactly. it's uh, oh sorry go ahead yeah yeah you hit the nail right on the head with that one i think yeah. that there's an attitude where that stems from is not so much a desire to support a child so that they can become a responsible adult and take care of themselves and be independent that the attitude comes from wanting to shape the child into a certain kind of person Instead, you know, there's there should be there should be this approach of thinking, well, this is a a person who's not fully developed yet uh, and is not fully responsible yet. But I so I I need to support them and protect them and help them to get there as opposed to this mindset of I'm going to shape you into the kind of person I want you to be. So, Josh, you, you know? said it. You're you're uh, you're agreeing with this. Does that mean you can relate? You sound like uh, one of our. Yeah, I listeners. can relate 100 percent. Like, how old are you? I'm uh, 15. 15. OK. Now, what, why can you relate? Because that's just basically the situation I'm in right now. I oppose school drug testing 100%. I contacted my state representatives already and congressmen. I've sent letters to the school board, all that stuff regarding it. Well, surely now that they're going to represent you, uh, all the drug drug rules are going to change. So now it's all problem solved, right? You've contacted <laughs> yeah, the representatives. Yeah, they work for you, you know. Yeah. Are you familiar with Mark Emery? <laughs> Mark Emery, yes, we've actually had him on the show. You yeah, know. I've actually talked to him about it too before uh, when he was released out on bail a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I actually talked to him about that too. What did he have to say? He said, uh, "Contact all my state representatives, contact the ACLU, and don't give up till I get answers." So, are they drug testing at your uh, government school? Yes, randomly. Which, from what I read, the uh, the Supreme Court only authorizes it for uh, for athletes or extracurricular activities, and yeah, they're not in any too. of those. So. so they're not hitting you. So it's only random against the people that are doing extracurricular things? No, that's what it should be. That's 
That's what oh. it should be. It's random for every student. Oh, right, right. Well, see, this is how things work, is the government has its set of rules, and then they just go and they break their rules all over the place, and only once in a while will somebody who has enough money to hire a lawyer uh, actually end up challenging one of their breakings of the rules, and then that actually makes it up to the Supreme Court to where it could be overturned, and right. that's well, 10 years later. It could be overturned, but sometimes the Supreme Court says, oh, no, they have the right to do that, too. Yeah. So they're actually incentivized. The government's incentivized to, to go beyond its legal limits. Limits and um, you know if they are smacked down, th- there's no punishment for the bureaucrats involved. So yep. it's just like, oh, I guess we can't do that. Sorry, Shrooks. sorry, everybody. Yeah, I have no faith in the Supreme Court. It's uh, they're appointed by the president, so. Well, it's also even if they were appointed by uh, Congress or anybody else, it still wouldn't change things because there's still people that have the ability to control the apparatus of the state to some extent. That they, you know, they get to determine who the state can aggress against and in in what ways it's appropriate for them to aggress. And there's nothing really positive that uh, I I think that can come out of a a system that is based on a monopoly over coercive force. Yeah, and in the big scheme of things, they really don't. They've got a racket going. Anyone that's in there and is benefiting from that racket doesn't want to threaten, you know, the the golden goose. What happens, Josh, if you don't take the drug test? Um, It's treated as you were positive and you get 10 days of in-school suspension. And then anything else? Like if you get another uh, one? You have to go to drug and alcohol can- counseling, which is mandatory. Is that on the first offense? Uh, yeah, first offense. Uh-huh. Second offense, I believe, is uh, out-of-school suspension. And the third offense is you get expelled from the school. Right. So how often does this happen? I mean, have your, any of your friends gotten hit with the test? How many people are test, how, tested and how often? You said it was random, so what are uh, you seeing? I'd say about every month or two and about... 60 to 70 people were tested, and we have a small school, uh-huh. and there's like probably about 100 kids for each grade. So, And is this just high school, or is it a multi-grade kind of? Well, in high school, they do it randomly, but in middle school, you have to have your parents' permission, which I don't understand really. But That's, that's kind of weird. So, so you're in high school, you're 15, and you said there are, you said maybe four or 500 kids, and you're, they're doing 60 a month? Was that right? Yeah. That's pretty often. So essentially, they are likely to hit everybody in during a school year. Uh, they usually actually test the same people over and over again. They they say it's random, but they actually characterize people by who their friends are and if the teachers say they look just basically how people act in class. The oh, maybe what they're them. doing is they're actually randomly t- deciding when to test them. Maybe they're yeah. selecting the people they're testing. Yeah, that's basically how it's going. All I right, know. Let's I've take him. He's got long hair. Get him out of here. <laughs> you know. I've been tested four times in a row. He sits wow. in the back of the class, slouched down in his seat with his hands in his hoodie pockets. Yes. What is it like? What is it? How humiliating is the test? Do they actually watch you urinate into a cup, or are you given privacy? What happens? Well, they give you a small room. They give you the cup, and if you're wearing, I think it's uh, jeans with more than four pockets, they search all of your pockets. Wow. And then you go into a small room with a, it's like a closet basically, with a toilet, and the toilet water's dyed blue. So you can't fill it up with water. Mm-hmm. They basically make you pee in the cup, and then you give it to the lady. You wash your hands and leave. Wow. So you wash your hands with it's not the room doesn't have a sink. Yeah, the room doesn't have a sink. Okay. It's in the the rooms like there's like a little lobby outside the little room and where the this, nurse stands and like stacks all the pee cups and all that. And so basically. Was this little pee closet built for this specific purpose on your school campus? I mean, would it have existed otherwise? I think it actually existed otherwise. Um, 
They actually use it as, um, I, I think it used to be the old coach's office or the gym teacher's office because there's like a shower in it. Oh, okay. I'm not exactly sure what they used to use it for, but that's what I'm thinking. How long until we have cyber bladders? You know, what? like an implanted bladder that you can, like, you know, just switch the stream <laughs> over. We can actually buy, and, you know, like the size P and get a, what they call a, I forget, it's something willy, but it's actually yes. like a fake penis and you just press on yep. it and urine comes out of it. That's right. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's a serious drug user knows about those options <laughs> and uh, will be prepared. Thank you for the call tonight. Let us know uh, if things continue to develop with that situation. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. Uh, call us back some other time and tell us more because it's always interesting talking to the young people of America and finding out just how much things have changed since uh, I was in government school, for instance. And it was, it's only been a decade for me. Uh, 802, well, 12 years. 800-259-9231. That's the number. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away at freetalklive.com. The Libertarian Party is at a crossroads. Will it choose the path of political expedience and become the minor league for conservatives, or will it return to the practical and effective mission of driving the libertarian philosophy into the public consciousness? The question will be answered at the St. Louis Convention. The rally begins at TakeBackTheLP.info. It's TakeBackTheLP.info. All right, 800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls. Going to KJ in NJ. KJ in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. KJ? Yes, I'm here. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, first of all, I want to uh, thank you guys for having a lot of integrity and uh, for everything that you do for the show. And uh, you know, God bless you guys. Um, well, thanks. I'm from New Jersey, and uh, it's a very touchy uh, subject for me because I lost a loved one in the towers on 9/11. And um, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that those towers came down in a controlled demolition. I know people around this country and around the world don't want to believe it. They don't like to believe it. But it's the it's the cold hard truth. Well, what does my, it mean to lo- you, uh, KJ? If what you're saying is true, and I don't know, I've I've heard the stories, I've heard the questions, I've heard the claims. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that some of the claims are interesting, uh, you know, and I think that. I think that nobody knows what the real story is. I think the government story is not true, and I think the conspiracy theories are likely also not true. So I don't really know what the the real story is. But okay, to you, can you just is, just please you, give me a couple minutes to, to explain something to you, and hopefully I, I can. I don't know if we if we're gonna let you just go on for a couple minutes without asking questions, but you can you know. No, I can, understand. You can go ahead and, and try. Okay. I was um, going to ask you a question, but go ahead. Go. All right. Basically, it's this. Uh, the laws of physics were not suspended that day. The, the two towers were only designed to take multiple jet plane impacts, which that day obviously proved being that the towers for two hours respectively stood impacts after the impacts. The towers 
covered 220 floors, over 220 acres in length and space, with hundreds of millions of office supplies, desks, chairs, computers, vaults, safes, Xerox machines, faxes, refrigerators. I could go on and on and on I'm and on. I'm sure you could. Not to mention, well, let not me tell to mention you, KJ, hundreds we have of heard... millions of tons of decking and concrete as well. And in just 12 seconds, it turned to powder. We've heard people, KJ, I can tell you, we've heard people go on and on and on for the last decade about this. Now, my question for you is, let's presume what you're saying is true. Let's presume it was a controlled demolition that brought down the towers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that the conspiracy crowd has some real good questions. I mean, Building 7, that's a good question. Uh, as far as absolutely. I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, but, but my question for you is, presuming it's true, what does it say to you? What does it say to you? It's, it, it, what it says to me is there's people in our shadow government that have an evil agenda, and they're clearly getting it done. Yeah, now, I agree with that. I, but, I, but I don't need that, uh, the build, all, those, all that stuff you just told me. I don't need that to be true to know that, and I don't think I need that to be true to convince others of that. And so in that sense, um, I feel like everyone who believes you already – um, they're, obviously, they're convinced, and um, and and then there's the other people who are probably you know you've 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 given all that evidence. Uh, it's been given, put out there a lot, and the people who don't believe it yet are probably not going to change their minds. And so I don't uh, I don't quite see the productivity of of continuing to do that when in fact um, we already agree with you that there that there are people in our government with evil agendas. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need that to be true to know that. And since I don't really know what happened, and and I, I'm really kind of I'm like I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm in between the extremes mm-hmm. on the extremes on it. I definitely do not believe the the full story that has been given to me by okay, our government. Before, before I leave, just give me before I leave, just give me twenty seconds. If you guys can just do me a favor for for right now, just close your eyes for five seconds. And here's here's my little analogy. I'm gonna get off. Don't don't do this if you're driving. By the way, <laughs> go yeah. ahead. 110 stories in respective towers towers came down to planet Earth in less than 15 seconds. Do people who are listening to this honestly believe what is more logical and common sense to believe how that came down due to fire or high-tech explosives? What, what do you Have want? A good night. I don't want you. Hey, I, don't go away yet. Are you still there? Go ahead. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I've got questions. So what do go you ahead. want people – let's presume that people are hearing you say that because – it's been going on now for almost 10 years that people have been positing these ideas. Let's say people are hearing you say that tonight and they're saying to themselves, wow, you know what that guy's saying is making sense. What do you want them to uh, to do with this knowledge that there are evil people uh, doing hor- horrific things in government? Well, first of all, it's not everyone in government. There are people in our government that do wonderful things. Really? It's, it's certain. Yes, absolutely. You'd have a harder absolutely. time convincing me of that than of your first your first story. <laughs> Pardon I me? think that the government. I think that there are people in government that believe they're doing what they can, and that they believe they're doing uh, something that's good. But in point of fact, the government itself, no matter who it is we're talking about, that's behind the scenes or in front of the scenes or whatever, the government is in- inherently doing evil because of oh, the I way agree. it operates. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, oh, absolutely, I agree with that. You're misquoting me. I'm saying there I are certain you. people in our government. That do do a good job. That do have integrity. That's all I'm saying. That do okay, right? But you understand the system itself is corrupt. Like even if they're oh, trying to do, do okay. Absolutely. If you could, if you could get 9/11 to to have them orchestrate it and and fool millions of people around the world, obviously they're doing their job. Wait, what? What was that statement? I I didn't understand it. I, I said if they can orchestrate 9/11 and fool millions of people around the world, obviously they're doing a pretty good job in you know getting their agenda across. Is what I'm saying. Right. So, Mark, did you have a thought? Yeah, I, I guess I've got some questions here. I'm going to take this in a different direction, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, 
Did what about the Oklahoma City bombing? Was that uh, a you know a ruse uh, conducted by a group of nefarious bad people? Yes, government I do people. believe that. You mean people in the government, Mark? When you say that? Yeah, people in the government. Like absolutely, the, I know a lot more about nine eleven than Oklahoma City, but yes, I do okay. believe it. What about uh, the the first uh, World, World Trade Center bombing that went on? Yes, I also believe that as well. The Kennedy assassination. Uh, anyone who thinks that the magic bullet theory is true has no common sense. Okay. Um, how about the? How about Hurricane Katrina? I don't know enough about that. I I, I would probably say no. How about, about the that. earthquake that went on just just now in Haiti? Uh, I would in say Haiti. no. Haiti? I would okay. say I don't believe that. See, um, I'm just I'm just trying to put it together. You do understand that there are people out there in the conspiracy theory crowd uh-huh. that believe that Hurricane Katrina and the earthquake well, that's in Haiti. How about lizard I don't men? Believe that. How right. about not lizard men? Conspiracy theorists, right, right. Well, is, right. I understand what you're saying, but it's uh, what I'm saying is that there's a there's a rabbit hole here, and different people go a different depth in that rabbit hole, and a lot of people decide to. I agree. I agree with that. La- label people that are down that rabbit hole at all conspiracy theorists, and then as a result, they choose not to believe what those people say. You make, and here's, you make an excellent point. And here's that's the, the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of the 9/11 truthers. Is the real truthers like myself get a bad name because they go off on this tangent about you know no planes hitting the towers. How long do you plan on being a truther? A bad name. I've I've got another conspiracy theory. Let go me ahead. lay it on you. It's that the Bilderbergers, the, the the elite in the world, I don't know that it's necessarily the Bilderbergers, but the elite in the world actually put out little nuggets and they, they have disinformation people out there that, that try to, to get people that be, actually do believe in liberty, the idea that we need us, uh, you know, they need to, to get the government out of our lives and we can handle most of these issues on our own, that they, that they lead them astray and make them sound nuts by putting all these uh, silly stories out there. That's a good point. I, I don't know... Uh, to my, my father knows a lot about the Bilderberg, but I, I wouldn't put that past them. I'm just curious. Uh, if you don't mind, hang on. I, I, I have more I, questions. Well, I, 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 lo- I lost the level in the towers. I'll tell you what. Hang on. We'll bring it back. 800-259-9231. Because I'm just wondering, how long, for how long, will you be a 9-11 truther? If that's your thing, it's almost 10 years now that it's since it's happened. So how long are you going to spend on this? It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are for free. So enjoy those on us. And they include listen uh, listening options, 24-7 listening options, like our live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors. We've got a webcam plus listen lines available for you all over at listen.freetalklive.com. There's one thing that I'd strongly recommend for you to get for your family without hesitation. It would be the Tiger Light T100 non-lethal personal protection device. And uh, it's something that I have in the in my wife's vehicle. Uh, she keeps it Velcroed there, and then she can bring it into the house and that kind of thing. Ian, I just set yours up. Um, I believe in this product, and I think it's uh, it's it's a great flashlight and uh, pepper spray thing combo thing. Yeah, but don't spray the test canister inside your home. Yeah, it's Mark a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, 
Well, it it was it, it just you know got some stuff on the floor. It's just kind of a little scummy-ish when it got onto the floor, but yeah, it's not you know, the intention. Go outside up, and try it there. Walk around on socks, you get slip. You'll slip on it. Yeah. All right. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. We're on with uh, KJ, and I think he's still with us here. And uh, yes, this, I am. Right. I, I appreciate you keeping me on the line. I well, appreciate it. Thanks for handling the questions uh, because you know they're they're meant to be challenging, and I'm glad that you you stuck around for them because we've been doing the show for a while, and ever since we've been doing the show, we've been getting phone calls from folks with you know the various different uh, suggestions about the alleged truth behind the 9/11 attacks. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, despite every time we've addressed it, it, it you know, it comes around uh, every so often, less often nowadays, thankfully, than uh, than it has in the past. But it still does pop its head up. And so here you are tonight. Uh, and I think it's important to address some of these issues, because as Dale pointed out before, the hosts on this program get it about government. We we already um, agree that government is inherently an, an institution that commits such great evils and atrocities uh, far beyond what happened on 9-11. I mean, for instance, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, the mm-hmm. millions uh, the millions of people from all governments around the world in the 20th century alone that were exterminated in various ways for some greater alleged greater good. I mean, we can just go down the list of, uh, of evils committed by these governments. And that's just the thing. It's that the conspiracy world, uh, the, you know, these so-called 9-11 truth movements, Pardon me. I have to interject here. First of all, I'm not directing this at you, just people in general. I'm sick and tired of people saying conspiracy theory, like I believe in aliens live in my backyard. It's not a conspiracy theory. First of all, the government story is also a, consp- a conspiracy theory. Most people That's don't fine. I'll acknowledge that. Yeah. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. I, I, I totally get your point, and, and, and I think you, I agree with you. I, that it's you know, what, would you, and, and, what term do you prefer? I I prefer it to be uh, a theory which is based on visual evidence, laws I, of physics, gravity. I mean, I can go on for hours. Let me let me uh I mean let me try to express my frustration with the number of calls we get about this subject. It's like if you knew this guy who was a serial killer, and mm-hmm. let's say he had killed two hundred people, um. With with fairly good evidence, like they found the bodies buried underneath his basement and everything, and then there was this like group of people who was obsessed with proving that he there was this like ambiguous case that had never been solved, and they were obsessed with proving that he had killed that person. He's in jail, he's on death row, and they're obsessing with uh, well, actually that, that's not a good ca- analogy in this case because government's getting away with it. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's that you're you know it's like let's say he's getting away with 200 murders, and they're convinced that this one case is going to be the turning point. And that's kind of what it looks like to me. I see the amount of effort that you're going to to convince people of this, which I and I find and, it somewhat people, convincing. People, I, By the way, I, I, I find live, it. I live right outside New York City. Okay, listen okay, to I me lost before you a go. Loved one in I, those I, towers. I, she called me. People, you're not you're not let me finish. People, she called me as she was about probably 15 minutes later. She died. Okay, she told me bombs and explosions were going off on the phone. So I don't care what people say. It adds credence to my story, along with other people that called their loved ones and died. Okay, and when people say, "Oh, you know, let it go, let it go," screw that. Okay, I will spend the rest of my life trying to prove it. And my life isn't based on 9/11 and getting the truth out. I have a job. I have a college degree. I have a beautiful wife. I have businesses around the world. It, it, that doesn't control my life. But at the same time, I stand up for righteousness and truth. 9-11 being an inside job, is it something I like to believe? Of course not. Is it something I want to believe? Of course not. But it's it's the God-awful, evil truth. And I would rather know the truth, stand up and fight for justice, 
and righteousness for those poor people that were murdered that day, including my one of my best friends, and prayerfully and hopefully bring justice one day. What kind of justice I mean, wait, do you think you're going mean, to get? Go ahead. What kind of justice would you like to get? Subpoena power and let the chips fall where they may. Subpoena I don't know power. Who's going to get the subpoena power? Prayerfully, in, in due time. I, I, I'm not an idiot. I don't live under a rock. I know it may not never happen. I'm not ignorant and naive. But at least I'm going to fight for it and do my best, okay? You know, God ultimately will be the judge of the people that orchestrated it. But I'm not going to sit back like a lot of you know, phony Americans out there and, and not fight for justice. I'm not naive. I realize it may never come out. I recognize it. I'm not stupid. But I'm certainly going to do my best to get the truth out. Okay. So, and, and you're willing, and you're gonna, you could spend the, you're saying you could spend the rest of your life uh, yeah. trying well, I to. Well, the rest well, of my I, life, meaning it's not going to control my life, but yeah. I'm certainly going to talk about it. Well, you I know, certainly don't expect you to change your. I don't expect you to suddenly decide that you know differently and think differently about what happened. I think it's really more of an issue of 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 how much time you're willing to spend special effort on this particular crime of government. But I understand how it's personal for you because you lost someone you love in there. And so Absolutely. that is a good answer people, to the question. And people I just like say. me are doing the same thing. And that, that should be commended. That should be honored. Okay? And a lot of people, and I'm not saying you guys aren't, and I appreciate you, you know, allowing me to be on for a while. I appreciate that. Um, but a would it lot be of justice, people... Would it be you, justice, KJ, if just the federal government just shut down and we didn't have to deal with them uh, tomorrow? Say that again? Would, well, it, would it be justice? Would you consider it justice? Uh, would you give up your your fight, if you will, if the federal government just crumbled and, and disappeared next week? Absolutely not. So I well, don't. How well, would you get your I, justice then? I mean, you're certainly never going to get subpoena powers at that point, and uh, that's not going to lead to any kind of. I mean, the federal government would be going away if uh, if a bunch of states seceded and the federal government withered in its power because it's. I'm sure you believe it was the federal government that was primarily behind this uh, particular act. But then no, the I never said that. No, I, I amongst a lot of other 9/11 truthers believe certain elements in our government orchestrated it. Not everyone. Well, it's not my well, government. I don't appreciate I, being included in it. I'm not like I. I, I think well, my biggest hope that. is for the is for the people the 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 evil people in power to to lose their power. But I don't see them. I don't. I really doubt seeing proper like I guess people would say justice. Call it justice if they got punished for the bad things they've done. And I don't see like any time. I'm not going to be losing any sleep over whether George Bush, for instance, gets punished for the people he's. But who's the, the deaths he's responsible Yeah, wouldn't for. it be more just if the go, the and federal so, government were pro- prohibited in the future from hurting anybody else ever again? Wouldn't that be the ultimate form of justice? Well, I, I, mean, I, I guess in a per, I guess in a perfect world, but I don't believe that would would ever happen. Well, I mean, do you think that what do you think is more likely that the federal government will crumble and disappear eventually, or that you'll actually get some sort of uh, vengeance against certain people uh, who you believe were behind the scenes of nine eleven? First of all, I never, I never, uh, most 9-11 truthers don't ask for vengeance. I just want What do you justice. mean by justice, then? Not vengeance, justice. You know, have them be uh, charged, whoever was, you know, involved in it, and let them serve time. Let, like I said, let the chips fall where they may. You don't, don't, you don't consider vengeance. that vengeance? God, God, God is the judge for vengeance, not me. Well, that's sort of, that's well, sort of getting was, off if, into it, a... if God really gave a flying flip about it, why would he let it happen in the first place? I mean, couldn't he have handled that? Pardon me? What was that? If God gave a flying flip about the justice in the situation, why would he allow it in the first place? With all due respect, you obviously don't know anything about the Bible. God does, I've, read God, the, I've read the Bible three times in the New Testament 7. Well, Please, you, you just made out. an accusation, all, which is in-freaking-accurate. 
You made an accusation. It's inaccurate. You said, I don't know anything about the Bible. I've read it three times through. I've read the New Testament seven. Can I finish, please? Yeah, well, yes. Don't make any more inaccurate statements. Okay. Well, if you read the Bible, the Bible makes it very clear that God gives people a free will. Okay, and the Bible makes it very clear that the devil and the evil one allows people free will to do what they want. That's, the Bible makes that very clear. God did not have a hand in this. God allows certain things to happen because he gives people a free will and a free choice to do evil things. He doesn't KJ, he doesn't I, wish you the best of, I, I wish you the best of luck uh, in your, your path. I don't know if you're ever going to get the justice that you seek, and you can keep telling yourself that it's not vengeance, but it sounds to me like if you want to put somebody in a jail cell, that sounds like the desire for revenge to me, and that's vengeance. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But just because you can bring up anything you want doesn't mean you're going to get a pass on whatever it is. We're going to question it. We're going to ask you uh, how you feel and what, why you think what you think and stuff like that. So 800-259-9231. Uh, tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, and you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give you the features free. Now, if you enjoy this program, we invite you to shop with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shop. Shopping over at Amazon.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want to create a blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com today to receive your first month completely free at HostGator.com with code FTL. All right, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go, Mark. Oh, are you going to the phone? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I definitely want to go to the phone here unless you wanted to add something oh, I just, real quick. Yeah, to the gentleman's call who was previously there is I don't understand the uh, the, the spiritual notion that God has uh, control um, in the world if you believe in uh, free will. And I do believe in free will. I don't believe in the Christian God of the Bible. That's well, Was really... he saying that God had control in the world? He was saying if God was willing. And how could God be willing when all the situations are controlled by people with free will if God doesn't get in control of free will? Do you understand what I mean? So you're pointing right. out a contradiction in his statement. Right. It's, it's a contradiction in, in, theolo- in theology that's relatively common. The, the belief is, it's commonly believed that humans have free will um, and I do believe that that is true, but it's also believed that God sort of gets involved. And how can God get involved if you have free will? You have free will. Uh, so pick one or the other. I right. Guess, and, you saying. know, how can God have a perfect plan if all the participants in the plan have the ability to do whatever it is they want? Well, what's silly to me about the call before it got into that, which kind of it kind of veered off subject at that point. But what was silly me about these silly to me about these calls that we get a lot of is that the government is engaging in such overt crime. That I don't yeah. know why they expect justice to happen out of this one. I mean, the same, you know, they keep pushing for another investigation, which will be carried out by who? By government, on right. themselves. And so it's such a futile effort. A it, trial to be taken place uh, by a judge yeah. who's paid by the same organization. This is a guy that's gotten away with 200 murders out in public in Times Square of New York, that, for an analogy. He's been like he, like a sniper that sat, sat and shot 200 people in Times Square, killed every single one of them, and got away with it. 
and now there's like some little serial ki- murder that happened that they're not even sure about that they can't the evidence is kind of sketchy about and they want to prove they like that's going to be the right. deciding thing that's going to get this guy behind bars well right that and, it would turn people's minds like that that this guy has killed so many people so obviously that if we can just prove that he killed that group of people over there then that'll all of a sudden change it even there, though the same guy has killed yeah. or in this case the government has killed hundreds of thousands if not millions of people all around the world and 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 they're <laughs> getting away with these overt crimes right out in, in the light of day this sneaky one, this one sneaky one, and, there, and there's something going on. I don't know what. I'm not 100% in this guy's park. I'm not – certainly you're not 100% in the government's story. But uh, there's something going on. They're getting away with something. And, and, uh, and, and, and if the it's evidence, only sheer and utter is, incompetence. Yeah. I mean, the evidence is compelling. Um, not enough for me to care, though, because, like, I don't I – don't, it doesn't matter if they did or not. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to it. How long are we going to argue whether they engaged in, the, in this conspiracy to, to do this – when it doesn't right. matter. Because there's one more level to it, and that is that the, the people that tend to believe that this uh, the government is behind, or that's, as he put it, some people in the government are behind it. He used the term shadow government. So the suggestion there is that, well, there's the government you see, and then, and and then, then, the then there's ones. the other guys that are behind the scenes, the puppet masters, the ones that are controlling. See, George Bush and Barack Obama, from these people's perspective, are just puppets of the real elites. Now, you know, there may be some uh, truth to that statement. Th- there uh, is but, some truth to it, but the real elites aren't that shadowy. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they, they, I mean, they are pu- the, the politicians are. are puppets, but, but, they're, but their puppet masters are pretty much operating out in the open as well. For the sake of the thought experiment, presume the puppet masters are shadowy. I mean, we don't know who all of the elites are. They try to find out who's going right. to the Bilderberg meters and all that, as though it matters. Let's say that you do find out down the line, like you managed to convince the American public, you know, this is the fantasy of the 9-11 truther, that they managed to show enough Alex Jones videos to, uh, to enough Americans to where Americans get convinced that something must be done, and they lobby their legislators, and the legislators do something about it, and they bring up charges, and there's, you know, a court trial, and it's all public, and, but, and George W. Bush and, and a, you know, a handful of other but people... these are the elected officials in the first place. The legislators are going to bring... The, let, me ta- let me take it all the way here. So they bring them up on charges, and George W. Bush has to answer for his crimes because he was involved, and so-and-so was involved, and so-and-so, and they, you know, they really stick it to him, right? They really get it. They get exactly what it is that they want. Well, what about the puppet masters? You really think they're going to get caught? What is really going to change in the big scheme of things? Who's, who's going to get elected in 2012 or whatever? Right. If these people are as powerful as you say, George Bush would be uh, in fear for Laura and his the rest of his family. I mean, for God's sakes, they'd wipe out everything he uh, – everyone he ever loved and everything he ever owned. I mean, if these people are that powerful, there's no way George Bush would take that bullet because he would yeah. be scared of these people and no one would ever roll. You'd never get these bad guys. They would still be in if, – if they have the level of control that they can basically either A, uh, you know, swindle the election to the point to get their guy in or B, put all the candidates in in the election that are all their guys anyway um, – Exactly. So you've got this you've got this situation where you've where it's hopeless. so scary and hopeless that you know why have that that even thought process. And on your on the second note on free will, I have to say that uh, this is a conversation that has, gets so tedious for me because I feel like people talk about free will without really Can we come back talking to about what it is. Let's yeah, let's no, make a I, note. Yeah, make, make a note. We'll come back to free will <laughs> in hour number three. Let's go in the meantime to the Muslim agorist in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey guys, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? 
Well, I was going to talk about, um, I got invited to speak about libertarianism at my mosque, but I, I like the subject of free will as well. Okay. Um, take your pick. Uh, I'll, well, I'll take, um, I'll take the, the, my first subject first. So my, uh, my mosque is hosting a sort of political roundtable to, to sort of, uh, I guess, initiate the high school students into the political system in America, and they're inviting mm-hmm. a representative from each political party Republican, Democrat, Green, and Libertarian. Well, they couldn't find a member of the Libertarian Party. So they asked me to come and speak to these high school students about libertarianism. But I'm not a party libertarian. I'm right. a philosophical libertarian. And I'm wondering if there's anything you think that's significant that I need to keep in mind as a difference, or if you have any advice on, on, on what, to, what to do in that situation. Well, I think that uh, you know there, there's a couple of contingents in the Libertarian Party. One of them is that they want to they want to make a party that people will vote for, so that they can get the ideas of freedom out to more people. The second idea is is that they um, that they want a, f- a philosophically pure party, so that there's uh, so that they're a better force for educating. Because you know they're never going to get elected, and that wasn't really the purpose anyway. The purpose was to use opportunities like this to educate people. Okay, so as somebody who a- who has actually had the opportunity, and I haven't done it in a long time, uh, but uh, who has had the opportunity to speak to high schoolers uh, about liberty, I would suggest that you just talk about liberty in general and point out to them that you aren't a member of the Libertarian Party. If you want, explain to them why that is. Explain to them that the Libertarian movement is much larger than the party. They can't say that. You can't say that about Republicans and Democrats. I mean, Republican and Democrat are names of political parties, whereas Libertarian was a word that existed before the Libertarian Party. Uh, as I understand it, at least. Yeah, so, I'm, I consider myself part of the libertarian movement. I am definitely right. not uh, involved within the libertarian party. So, so give them the big picture. One of the things that I did when I talked to high schoolers was I brought in copies of the world's smallest political quiz, which people can take over at quiz.freetalklive.com. And you I can convince the organizers to have that be part of the program, actually. You have convinced it, uh, the organizers? I am working on convincing the organizers that that should be part of the program. Because they want to do like a mock debate or something, but mm-hmm. they don't know how to split up the kids by party lines, and so I suggested that that was a way to do it. That's an interesting idea, but uh, okay, so if you're, are you are you debating with the other guys, or do you have the opportunity to actually present uh, the ideas alone to these youngsters? No, it's, it's each speaker has an opportunity to present uh, their party, and then there's a short section of question and answer, mm-hmm. and then the kids separate, and they sort of are supposed to pick their party, which is just such a it's a ridiculous idea to me, right? It seems like a poor idea to to have young people uh, make a choice that quickly uh, when they're presented with the concepts. But hey, whatever. Just play play ball as well as you can within the the parameters. And I think already the fact that you're going to be telling these kids, hey, look, there's more to this than just a party. I think that's that alone is going to uh, to pique some interest. And of course, if you t- if you take issues that are going to uh, to resonate with young people, freedom of uh, you know dr- drug freedom, things like that. Uh, the, the drinking age. Try to think of what you would have uh, felt would have been really persuasive as a 16-year-old or 14-year-old or whoever it is you'll be talking to. And let us know how it goes, will you? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's a great opportunity. If you can get the chance as a liberty-minded person to speak to a high school class, don't pass it up. Hour number three is coming up. We'll talk about free will. It's Free Talk Live. 
The legendary race into the night. The world's fastest sports car racing door-to-door for 12 hours in an epic showdown. Be there Saturday, March 20th at Sebring International Raceway. The 58th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 20th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, and other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race. Gates open on Wednesday, March 17th. Order your tickets today. Call 800-626-7223 or visit SebringRaceway.com. See the cars and stars of the American Le Mans Series, seven supporting races, vintage race cars, driver autograph sessions, the party zone, and much more. Four days of family fun at Sebring. Children 12 and under admitted free. For more info, visit SebringRaceway.com. The 58th Annual Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida. March 20th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. As we kick off hour number three of the program, the number is 1-800-259-9231. And that is brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Dale joining us tonight from anarchyinyourhead.com. And Dale, last hour, uh, one of our callers kind of made reference to the Christian religion, the Bible, etc., and the issue of free will came up. And you seemed like you wanted to jump into that, and we were getting toward the end uh-huh. of the, the hour, and I said, well, let's hold off and talk about an hour three, so have at it. Okay, uh, here's my beef with the free will discussion. And this isn't just Christianity. This is no. lots of religions this say is, this kind of thing. It's, not, it's, it's even getting into just the realm of philosophy, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an interesting discussion. It really is. But I, what's tedious to me is I feel like there's a foundation that is left out of it before you can start talking about free will, and that is what is it? And I, and 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 I, what I the last time I brought this up, and I said, oh, it gets so tedious to me when people start arguing for free will when we haven't even really established a a an agreement on what it really is. Mm-hmm. And and then he immediately went into a tirade about why there is free will. Not so much I shouldn't call it a tirade, but it, you know he argued for free will and why it exists in his mind. And I didn't even say anything. I'm like, mm, okay. I just didn't want to, because like once again we just skipped over this very important foundation of establishing what it is. So and, let's and, establish And it that. almost always seems to come down. And what I mean is, it always seems to come down to this sort of notion of do we live in a strictly deterministic universe where everything had a cause? You know, it's, everything's caused by something else. And then you have uh, the compatibilist notion of free will is sort of based on the notion that we are in a deterministic universe. But that it, the but it's so that, you know because of chaos theory and the and massive randomness. Uh, uh, well, it's not random, but the massive complexity of all the interactions of everything that's happening in the universe. Nothing is predictable. You know, you can't predict with 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 perfect accuracy. And because of Heisenberg uncertainty principle and things like that, you at least our what little minds can't predict it. Yeah, you and and we don't even know what we are going to decide to do in the future, much less someone else. And so, in that sense, there's sort of the compatibilistic notion of free will, which is for all practical purposes that there's you know that it's that it's not. You can't determine what someone you know what someone's going to do, for instance. And that's sort of the compatibilistic notion. And then everyone, and then there's this whole thing of well, there's an element to the universe that's not deterministic. And 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 the own and I've never gotten anyone to explain to me this element, either to uh, your own will or to the nature of the universe itself, that is non-deterministic, that is not just random. And if that's the case, why is that a meaningful thing? If you're saying there's an element of randomness to my decision making. 
that is that free will and should I, I be excited about that or should I because I would like to think that I am a very you know I am making calculations all the time and making better decisions based and learning. Based on input, based on yeah, what you've picked up. And, and that's a meaningful decision to me, to make a decision based on the criteria that I have for making a decision, including and all the all the things that make up who I am as a person, my own morality, my own memories and judgment that I've built up over time. All that is 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 very critical to me and meaningful to me. And if there's an element of randomness in there, I'm not particularly interested in that element of randomness. And and then there's this, but people will say, no, it's not randomness, Dale. It's your it's your it's your free will. Well, okay, if it's not deterministic, what is it if not just random? Mark, I, I I don't entirely understand what he's been saying, let alone what okay, he what asked part me. are you confused about? <laughs> what is deterministic? Determinism is, oh, is the doctrine what, what that all What is this facts, random aspect of my decision making? The, the doctrine that all events, including human choices and decisions, have sufficient cause. So the idea is if you make a decision that is based on cause and that there's some observations you've made in the past or whatever in, input you've taken in to make that decision, that's a deterministic decision. Aren't Tell all decisions made that way? Correct, correct me if I'm idea. wrong here, Dale. But then there are some people that say that, well, there's there's also randomness involved. Well, right? they don't call it that, though. No. I just don't know what else to describe it like. Uh, if it's there's, there's some element that's not deterministic, then what is it? Because because my will, I have a will. There's no doubt about that. But I don't God know steers your will. A, is this the I idea? I mean, I don't. I don't. No, understand no, I don't think. That, I but think, I, I'm asking you. I have no idea what you're talking about, Dale. I mean, that's that's. I'm what not I'm arguing to, that. Trying to I am, ferret it down. What I'm trying I, I don't to get say. It. I'm trying to say is uh, often the argument about free will. Someone's arguing for free will, or, or they're usually arguing that there is a non-deterministic element to reality and to our own choices. I don't think that um, usually when they're arguing, what I hear when I hear people talking about arguing for free will is they say, yes, you have free will. And then they say things, something that seems completely contrary to me, which is, yes, God has a perfect plan and knows everything that's ever happened and everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. At which point I have to wonder how in the world did he create in the blink of an eye uh, existence that uh, everything that is going to happen or, or previously happened, but I still have free will. Like, I just well, I've had that question, too. And and I've heard, and I and I kind of grasp people who feel differently that that's not the case that in fact he does know what you're going to choose but you have the free will to choose it somehow and I and, and that's sort of getting into a realm of like God is sort of beyond our notions of logic or something which is really ridiculous too but but that's not even what I'm getting at what I'm getting at is you know disregard that about whether or not God exists even or whether or not God is an, an omnipotent omniscient being um, we're gonna keep doing this until Mark gets what you're saying regardless <laughs> of that let's just say uh, let's just say we you know are we are we automatons ultimately is what it comes down How to could we be well if if, if everything I mean like the, the deterministic notion of the universe is that yes we're we're effectively uh, very very complicated automatons that we 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 that our consciousness is the result of the decision making process which is at work in our brains and that you know neurons are firing that we're we're interacting with the world around us that is all cause and effect you now, know given, isn't it basically that given certain input criteria that you will come up with a certain right. de- like decision x goes in y will definitely come out so because there's you know, with a com- with a powerful enough computer that knew enough factors I could guess a number between 1 and 10, and that computer could tell me which number that I was going to guess? I think that that's sort of the idea, although I have, I, I, you know, I, the compatibilistic notion of free will 
contradicts that or or or, or de- denies that in the sense that it's too complex and there's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle that you're constantly cha- in flux and changing and that there's no way to ever know every single um, particle of your body, you know, and your brain to That's be able clear. to be able to anticipate what you're going to guess, but that doesn't that does not deny the possibility that we live in a purely deterministic okay. universe. So ask the question again. What is, uh, do you not understand what I mean by deterministic? I think I've got deterministic now. Okay. So what then is how do you def- what is free will to you? Uh, if it is not deterministic, if it is it what is it if it's not just ra- an element of randomness? Like true randomness. I wouldn't think that it's true randomness. I think that it deterministic in the sense that, um, you know, like I have my experiences and I'm going to choose to make my decisions based on those experiences, likely, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and um, it's going to based on you know be based on sort of preference and, um, well, you know, like I go to sometimes I go to a restaurant and I'll have the thing that I've always had, which is common for me. Sometimes I'll say, you know, I've had that enough. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try something new. I don't think that that um, you know, I I think that that is entirely within the realm of free will. Is that random or is that deterministic? I think it just de- depends on how I feel that day. I mean, it's just free will. Is uh, yeah, I, I mean, think can't, that if, can't free will. I, just I think I'm I agree with will. you. What, what? I, I agree with like I am not 100 percent certain that the universe is completely deterministic. I do not know. There's some people that talk about quantum physics and supposedly there are elements of randomness in there. But as far as we mm-hmm. know, that could just be an element that's deterministic, but it's too. But we aren't able to measure it. What the cause is, you know, who know, who knows? Or if it is truly right. random on some tiny, you know, submolecular scale. Then okay, maybe it is random, and there is an element of randomness that uh, that would make any make it make a true prediction impossible because there's an element of randomness involved. That still is not significant to me. That means there's an element of randomness to us, which which sort of to me is like that. Just seems sort of like a a a a, a, a decision maker that doesn't work very well because it's a little bit random. You know, I don't want to I don't want to plug something into a calculator. You know, I'm not only have an element of randomness. Yeah. Oh, this calculator is superior because there's an element of randomness in it. I want it to tell me the correct answer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And somebody that uh, (laughs) a creature and something that exists that could have or something, if you will, that has a greater uh, observational skill, computational skill than we do, whether it's a computer or just something more advanced, uh, could look at. Maybe could look at uh, look at you, Mark, and say, "Well, Mark has eaten the pizza five times, and so it is very likely that you know Mark at this point will decide to choose the hamburger because he's, because I know Mark and I've observed him over his entire life, and I know that whenever he eats pizza five times in a row, he doesn't have uh, you know pepperoni on it the next time or whatever." There's more coming up here, and you are welcome to throw your thoughts in. Free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever you want. We're talking about free will, but you can exercise yours and actually take control and bring up any topic. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. But then again, maybe there really is no free will. We will continue our discussion here uh, in moments. First, I want to tell you about Startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, you can use Startpage.com, or you should, rather, uh, instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at Startpage.com. You don't want to be searching with Google or Microsoft when you've got Startpage because, well, there was a story about Microsoft today that one of their executives is, I guess, lobbying for an Internet tax. Gee, thanks so much for that. Really, really appreciate it. So head on over to startpage.com and take the seven-day challenge. As we continue here, uh, you can bring up whatever you want. Also, don't forget that our website is packed full of features, and they are all completely free over at freetalklive.com. Let's jump back into the phone calls here and uh, continue the discussion about free will. First, we go to Keith in New Hampshire on the amp lines. Hello, Keith. Hey, Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? uh, Free will. Uh, very interesting discussion. I was just going to chime in real quick. Sure. Um, all the things that Dale, you elucidated were, are very interesting, and I've kind of been over some of the same lines of thinking in the past. For me, it boils down to this. If I commit murder, is it my fault? You know, Can I be blamed for taking an action that harms someone else? Because well, if... if um, I'm driving here. I'm sorry. If... Um, there is no free will, you know, if it's totally predetermined, then there really can't be fault laid on a person for committing a wrong action. So, so that's you're saying like the, the practical So you are arguing the working model. Okay, so you're accepting you're just saying if if there's not an element of randomness then? If there's an element of randomness you to know, your decision, then that's the difference to you? Is that what makes the difference there, to you? Uh not randomness, um What is it if I not deterministic? Either, either then? What is it if not deterministic? I well, need to understand I, that before I, I, I can I'm, talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm setting aside all, all those abstract arguments, and I'm just bringing it to my personal life. This is what drives me nuts, though. That, this, like, <laughs> this is the yeah. part that makes the discussion incredibly tedious. Because, well, there has to be... Because you're kind of... So- go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. There has, to be, there has to be accountability in your personal life, that if you harm someone else, that you have to be held responsible. I mean, that's just... That's the concept. That's the okay, so, that's so it the, should be very important to you to to define what this this non-deterministic thing is, if it is other than randomness, so that we can have this discussion about accountability, right? Well, I'm not saying that uh, the universe isn't completely deterministic. It might be. How about there, this? There was a great. Sorry. There was a great book by uh, Stephen Wolfram. You probably heard of him. It's called A New Kind of Science, and it's like 1,200 pages. It's like I, I got to the last chapter and then I quit. But it talks about how simple rules can create complexity, and it's probably the closest thing that I've come across to explain, and it's basically what you were saying earlier, Dale, about how things can be so complicated and they're so scrambled that, um, you know, it can create kind of a pseudo-randomness. Well, you're sort of talking about free will from a compatibilistic perspective, which is even if I the am, universe is purely deterministic, that, you know, actual decisions are, are based on such incredibly complex criteria, literally down to, like, molecules and how they interact, and the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, and so on. We don't have math to describe how a cookie crumbles or how a flag waves in the breeze. But if you, you know, if you, if you, if you drill down to those little 
cookie crumbs or the fabric in the flag, there's little forces acting, and it creates a very complicated um, system. And I think somehow free will emerges from, you know, those simple rules acting in our mind in a deterministic way, but somehow it creates complexity, some kind of recursive loop that creates consciousness, okay. and free will comes out of that. You know, somehow. I, I, don't, okay. I don't understand it. But just... I. Instead of driving myself crazy trying to figure it out, I just come down to the practical application. You know, if I hurt someone else, can I? Am I at fault? And I, I have to say yes. I well, am. yeah. I mean, well, the deterministic and, and result so, of you, uh, the result but, of you taking those actions against another person, is going to be hopefully that uh, you'll have to pay some sort of restitution uh, for the the damages that you caused. And well, I would say it's free will or not. Uh, let me. I guess there's two of things I need to address. One is the the idea of of you know really complex things being involved in our will i would say though that like i can't i you know obviously i'm it's all very complicated but the the bulk of it like when it comes down to am i going to kill a person or not that is i mean i that can pretty much track down i can pretty much trace who i am as a person which has to do with my history up to this point you know how i was raised the people i've interacted with to this point that's all you know there's there's some relatively powerful factors that affect those big decisions in there my are, there life. Are factors. And free will isn't unlimited. I mean, you you can't decide to fly, and you can't decide to be six inches taller. You know, there's, right. there's limits. There's constraints from you know the the environment that you're operating in, and, and well, you know. The but what you're saying is, speaking, Dale, Dale, what I'm, I'm, generally speaking, what I'm saying is that we are pretty. I think there's fairly good evidence that we are a product of our environment and our, and you can even say our DNA and the things that make up who we are as a person is sort of part of that environment. Um, from but, the point, in our history up to this point, has created who we are today. I, I think yes, that that, that and, but, and I'm fairly yes, confident like, about that. But sure. but that aside, I just think of like, but I am I am a, but when it comes to like accountability. Let's say that um, let's say that you are uh, you know a really really complex computer who is making decisions and that has a goal. Let's say you're like you have a goal and uh, like you're you're most interested in, in in satisfying that goal. This is a way over oversimplification, but you're going to analyze all the factors and try to find the best way to achieve that goal. And so let's say our goal is we don't want people to get killed, right? Okay. And we got murderers, right? So let's look at it like that and say, okay, what's the best way to keep people from being killed? If someone is a murderer, right. what's the best way to well, keep them from hurting so, someone else again? That, that and is, I want to think in terms like that. You know, that's a mechanistic approach, right? But in the real life, like Mark, Mark, you were describing earlier when you're sitting down to decide what to have for lunch. There's kind of like this tipping point. It could go either way, and there's like some kind of little, you know, breeze that blows in your consciousness, and it tips you one way or the other. Yes. And it's not real. It's not mechanistic. Like you're not you're not deciding, you know. Um, you're not evaluating how it's going to affect your lifespan, your cholesterol, all those other things. It's kind of just a feeling that you that you're basing it on. Instinct. I mean, that, yeah, it's right. There's some kind no. of instinct. It's it's a very you know it's a very you know. Okay. It's a very uh, wispy thing. I thank you, Keith, for the call and the discussion. Appreciate the uh, the right. thoughts. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So what I what I heard what I heard from you there, Dale, at one point was that. And his idea about, well, if uh, if there's no free will, then if I kill somebody, should there be consequences? Well, if you all of a sudden decided that there was no free will and that wouldn't change how you feel about uh, your life. It wouldn't necessarily change. It wouldn't turn you into a killer because that's not who Dale is. Well, it's I guess I was sort of um, arguing against the relevance of this. Like um, I, in a way, I'm sort of arguing that in the big scheme of things, we are sort of essentially 
it seems to me that we're for the 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 bulk of our dis, our decisions are primarily based on our experiences up to now and what we have been shaped. Right. As so a they person. could be predicted. It is, doesn't it, it, to some extent, but uh, but I but you know it's well. This is where I wanted to go with it was uh, that. I think that free will, and I was just—it's—it's it's so convenient that I was just watching the "Imagining the Tenth Dimension" video today on YouTube, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Uh, people take—I think it's like a ten-minute video. Just take some time, sit down, and watch it. And I'll talk about what I observed in that video today about the ten dimensions. We are in the third and fourth dimension here, uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that and how I think it might tie into this discussion. Hopefully, so we can actually define free will, which is still, I think, where we're at right now. Yeah. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include our webcam and chat room, both on the same page of the site. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to enjoy those. They're free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Now, if you enjoy intellectual discussion, well, there's a lot of it that's going to happen at the upcoming Liberty Forum. It kicks off in two weeks in Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live every single night from the Liberty Forum And we're looking forward to it. I am really excited, as always, about going out and experiencing a weekend full of uh, hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out in the same hotel doing a convention thing with uh, panel discussions and uh, guest speakers, uh, dinner parties, after-hours parties. It's an absolute blast. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about it. And use our discount code FTL to save 10%. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, and we will see you there. So we're discussing something that, uh, as Mark pointed out during the break, is uh, is on the cerebral side. In fact, Mark, you were threatening to uh, to walk out of the show tonight. That's not as, correct. You you'd kick, you were threatening to kick me out. No, I didn't threaten anything. You said you, said you didn't, didn't want to be a part then. of the, You said you didn't want to be a part of this discussion anymore. I said I was going to sit quietly. I, yeah. I, th- I think he was su- uh, suggesting a slight subject change, and then you and, and, and Ian's a jackass to... and a real jerk. And, and I'm I, I understand we've gotten kind of cerebral talking about science, really technical terms like whether deterministic and. Well, we stopped down, and though, that. and we explained what determinism meant. Not, uh, determ- really not very effectively. It's finally, it's I'm the doctor now after all two events, segments, including the- human choices and decisions, have sufficient causes. That doesn't, so, that doesn't well, do it. Well, it's something deterministic is when you, like, roll a pool ball and it hits well, three other balls. I'm beginning, to, like, get, I'm, I'm beginning to get it now, though. Thing. Like, it's taken two segments for me yeah. to figure out that determinism essentially means that people don't have free will. That somehow they are a product of their uh, you know, of their of their environments up until now, and they don't have free will. All right, right? That that's well, if that is sort of the that is sort of true, I guess. But what I and so what I'm trying to get people to explain is what then is free will if not randomness? Because that's the only thing I can think of that is not deterministic. But you said that you were frustrated by the tediousness of the conversation surrounding frust- free will. I was frustrated so, by people me- talking about the existence of free will without defining if it if it is in fact just an element of randomness to our decisions. 
then so, that's fine. But let's talk about it like that. But I don't know that I don't know that it is an element of randomness to our decision making. I don't I don't know any of that stuff. And I'm just now beginning to understand. I've never had a conversation like this before. And we're breaking uh, new ground on Free okay, Talk Live. Right. That's good. That's good. So and 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 I and I as I've stated in the past, I really don't like conversations that I don't that I that I think are cerebral with no intent. Okay. Um, I find that frustrating. The myself. intent was to define what free will. They is. seem like two. But there isn't any free will if you're a determinist. They feel like two. The, the concept of randomness and deterministic mm-hmm. uh, reality. Those two concepts seem exclusive and all-encompassing, but uh, together. So if something e- either has to be one or the other. And I don't know this third thing that there can be. Uh, and so if, the, if, if what people are arguing for when they argue for free will is that there's an element of randomness to our decisions, that's fine. I just don't find that to be particularly compelling. If there's an element of randomness that caused someone to murder someone, that still doesn't seem to make them very accountable versus if it was deterministic. Can I step out of this for a moment what? and put, and put uh, put this in a different perspective? Okay. Uh, the, so I was watching this YouTube video today, which I highly recommend. Uh, it's just fascinating and very cerebral, Mark, so you may want to stay away from it. No, I like uh, some of these uh, these these YouTube videos. I, I feel like this this exploring the different dimensions and God yeah. and stuff, I think it's put well. I don't yeah. think what's been put for the last two segments has been put, put particularly well. Okay, well, well, anything you're confused about, you can just stop down as we've been doing and talk about it so we can help explain it better. Because I have to agree. I agree with you. It At first, I was a little cerebral. confused about determinism, and then I, you know, I started to get it maybe after the, 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 the first explanation. Um, but So what I wanted to talk about was what I was seeing in that YouTube video. It's called Imagining the Tenth dimension and it starts with the uh with zero one two three goes all the way up to ten so it's actually there are 11 dimensions but, i heard 12 but okay uh, but and it explains in as much of a way as possible to where we can grasp what it means uh what the, the various different dimensions are and the, the of course uh, the, the third dimension is where what we're in right now and then of course the fourth dimension is the difference between one point in the third dimension and a later point in the third dimension so it's time, time. So, it's time. Yeah. so those are kind of the dimensions that we're very familiar with because we uh, we exist in them and if you look at the fifth dimension if i'm recalling correctly the fifth dimension is – or the fourth The fourth dimension looked at from a wide perspective, from somebody who could look at the entire fourth dimension, would be able to see your life from beginning to end. They'd be able to see you as a baby all the way through you as, uh, you know, a, a corpse essentially. And, and all of the things that, uh, that you did in that uh, period of time, they would be able to observe. So, so some sort of creature that could observe the fourth dimension that was outside of time in that way would actually be able to look and see at this one particular – line of Mark eating a, at a restaurant, you know, would be able to see, oh, well, Mark's going to do this next because that creature has the ability to look at that. But then again, if you factor like in the next dimension... It's like two-dimensional world. It's like a map, and we can look at the whole map. You can look at the entirety of somebody's lifespan. But of course, then there's also the alternative suggestion where, well, there's also the fact that there are alternative uh, universes and things like that and different directions that things could have gone, right? Because this, you, Mark, could have decided to have pizza as opposed to the hamburger. So what would have happened had you done that? Or what would have happened had you never started doing Free Talk Live? What about those timelines that in your current life didn't happen? Something that was outside of all that could look at the fifth and the fourth and the sixth dimensions and, and see all of those things. I mean, see is a strange word in this in this kind of discussion. Perceive. But would be able to, yeah, perceive all of these things happening. And so I think that maybe free will from for, for the purpose of, the, of our discussion – from our perspective, inside the third and fourth dimensions exists, 
to for for us it exists we are making choices we are making choices and there are consequences to those choices etc cetera, etc cetera. but to something else that is greater than us they would be able to see what those choices would be or perceive what those choices would be so i think the answer at least from what i've understood of the conversation so far and in, in my analysis is that free will exists from within our perspective but outside of it from something that has the perspective of a lo- much larger perspective something that can observe different dimensions something that we've never experienced before we have no proof exists and um, you won't be able to uh, to prove that it exists because or, or you know, if you can't it's prove like it the exists same. then it doesn't right but that no that's not no. true uh, it, it, it's but like it might this, be irrelevant it's certainly irrelevant. Right. For our existence, it is irrelevant because we have to make choices. We're here. We're in this dimension. And we're, we're here to accomplish certain things. And we get to choose what those things are. Uh, but from a larger perspective, I think that what Dale is suggesting, or maybe this well, is what you're a, suggesting, that it's all deterministic. Every time we come to a choice, we make all the choices. And then each one sprouts off into a separate universe. There is that possibility too. And our experience too. is uh, uh, what we, we, you know, where we have is the experience of only one of those at a time. And essentially, I am experiencing me making a very specific sequence of billions and billions and trillions of choices throughout my life uh, in one line. But in fact, maybe I made every single choice, and then every one after that sprouted off into another. So it so feels like free creature, will, but it's an illusion. Wouldn't that creature but that's that is speculation? <laughs> wouldn't that creature that exists outside of time in the you know twenty seventh dimension, looking at the the fifth fourth dimension, um, then be able to look at all human lives, all tracking across all of time, and then that person would be able to you know essentially have a perfect plan because hey look I can see all this stuff, um, and their perfect plan is well what I see. And so, therefore, that person would be God, that individual. Are you arguing for the existence of God? uh, Did God put Jesus Christ on this (laughs) earth 2,000 years ago and save you for your sins? Because what you've done is you—yes, it absolutely is Whether Jesus Christ existed or not is not the issue. Sure. Sure he did. Absolutely. He must have. Is is something that can perceive (laughs) the fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensions and beyond that God? I mean, from our perspective, it is certainly a super uh, superhuman creature. Are there is there only one of them? Uh, You know, are they are there such creatures or is it just some sort of nebulous uh, cloud? You know, I don't I don't have an analogy for trying to grasp the notion of these things to say, well, if you could perceive them, if you were some sort of creature that had the ability to perceive these different dimensions, uh, the same way we can look at a two like if there were a two-dimensional world you could you could look at it and see everything going on in it and they wouldn't be able to see you because you're outside of their existence yeah there's more coming up here 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line you can bring up anything take control of the airwaves this is free talk live You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time perhaps for your phone call. You can make it now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. 
and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free. Now, if you enjoyed this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and we will essentially get on more radio stations as a result of your three bucks a month. Makes a difference for us. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and you will get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum. Get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com as we go to Glenn in New York on the Amp Line. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live. The Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey there, Glenn. Mark Dale. Um, I, I think that um, this this idea that randomness um, would engender or create free will is, is kind of uh, logically ridiculous. It kind of kind of seems to me it, it would uh, imply that you would you would uh, will one thing to happen and then the result would be something different. Like you'd go to move your arm. And instead, your leg would move. And I, I think the only kind of freedom it it uh, gets you is freedom from the from the laws of logic, uh, because um, your free will just basically says that you choose one thing, and and that result is one thing. It can be one thing only. It's okay. it's going to be A and not B. So you're choosing and things I think for that a reason. Certain terms are being muddied in this conversation. Okay. No, I, I I'm glad you brought that up. So you're essentially arguing for determinism. Yeah, I think that I don't think determinism necessarily precludes free will, and that rather it's it's an exercise of your will. Um, I think this idea that you know it, it's it's you're you're being compelled or coerced by the universe to to live the uh, result of your choice is is kind of ridiculous. It's like saying like oh you're not free because you're bound by the uh, result of what happens. It's, <laughs> it's just it's it just seems stupid to me. Any thoughts to that, Dale? Yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, that's why I think sort of the notion that there is an element of randomness in our decisions is sort of irrelevant to me. And, and if it is there, it's kind of meaningless. You know, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, the, the decisions I make, I do them for a reason. And that seems very deterministic, but that seems okay to me. I mean, I am, I think that's, you know, it's good to make a decision for a certain reason. Can you make a decision that wasn't determined? By you know external factors, is it possible? Well, that's what people argue a lot. No, of. I'm at, no, no, I'm not arguing. I'm asking you. Can you decide? You know, today I'll have pizza. Um, or is that somehow identified? You know, like can you can you? Well, plot I, I, your I life can't. That, I, what I can tell you is that it's complicated as to why I make some decisions sometimes, and I acknowledge that if that's what you're trying to say. No, no, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm asking you (laughs) a question. Can you make a decision that wasn't somehow determined for you? Can you, even though your favorite color is blue, can you pick out an orange shirt? My own, my own person and who I am is a big factor in the decisions. Yeah. So of, of course I'm making decisions. No, no, I'm not asking you if you're making decisions. I'm asking you, can you make a decision that wasn't somehow predetermined in some way? For you, is it possible? I'm, I'm trying to d- identify. I don't like, know. There if are I'm, lots I of things. I don't know if one, I am if I am making decisions on a purely deterministic level or not. I don't it think does not feel that is, way. I don't I, think, admit, I will say that. I, I don't feel like predetermined is the right term because predetermined suggests that there's some entity that has. No, it uh, doesn't suggest that. You could be um, like if if just whatever the factors are throughout life have resulted in me, this hairless monkey sitting across from you, that um, you know thinks largely you're a jerk. That um, that that somehow or another that I am the result and those you know that that's how it's come out that's how it is it's determined and, and I, I'm I don't make the results know, and that I, I want that I tomorrow know. I'm going to want Chinese food and I don't have a choice about it I don't know and I don't know that I can know because it's like I, I can't step out of me yeah. and look at my own decision making you know, process I am my decision making process Glenn I want to get Glenn back in I here have, uh, I have will I, I'm not exactly sure what people mean by free will I, right well free will is will 
if you have will it, it must be free, right? Well, I'm not sure what that means. Glenn, I, I, what, will, I believe which, in will. Which one? I mean, that will, will or free will? I, I'm not sure. That my whole point is I don't not I'm not really sure what the what the point people are trying to make in the process of arguing about free will. I think that they're just restating that will is free. Okay, Glenn, what do you think about <laughs> you all this? You just keep saying that, but what does it mean? Glenn, I, I just I tend to agree with Mark. I don't understand where Dale is coming out with his um, uh, you know, his his ideas of of randomness. I don't even. Uh, I don't understand what he means by a little randomness uh, creates uh, free will. Or uh, I, that's I, not I, what he's I, saying. I have acknowledged compatibilistic the compatibilistic notion of free will that we really can't predict uh, what people are going to choose. I can't even I, I cannot completely analyze my own decision making process because it is me. That's what defines who I am. This is my defici- decision making process. And so, um, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, there's what 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 happened what Usually people are arguing against a deterministic universe, you know, that, that everything has like a cause and effect on some level, even if it's, you know, subatomic, whatever. And that's what they're arguing when they're talking about free will. And that's where I get frustrated because then I'm trying to say, well, it's, you know, I don't know if there, if there is or not. Or if, I'm, if my decision making process could be completely deterministic and, and essentially on uh, it's unpredictable because it's so complex, but it could be completely deterministic. Well, you know, my neurons are firing a certain way. Uh, You're and willing were, to accept that idea. Yeah. yeah. I, what, what I'm trying to, uh, you know, and, and usually the argument over free will is an argument of whether the universe is deterministic or if there's this other element of, of what they call free will. But then and but then and, and so, so if, it was non-determin- if it was non-deterministic, how would that grant you uh, free will? I, I don't. If the process was random, and you know you you you, you know you. But they will say I, I this is what frustrates me. Engenders free will. They will. This is what frustrates me. They'll say it's not randomness. It's something else. There's deterministic. There's like what you might think of as randomness, which is completely non-deterministic. It's just completely random. Yeah, I, I think, and then there's I this other thing, is which is free will. And I'm like, there's no room for anything else. There's deterministic or random. And then maybe some I, I mix of the two. How, how does randomness engender free will? My will is my decision to do something, and and I want you're you missing know, and, and the result. Yeah, that's not what Dale's saying. I'm not saying. arguing that. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing the frustration of someone who argues that there is this third thing, which is free will. That there's deterministic, there's random, and then there's free will, which is this third thing. And like, there's no room for this third thing. Does that make sense, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I, I guess if you're going to look at it in, in light of those two opposing extremes. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, what I, Dale is I, saying, there's I one think, or the I other. Just, I don't. I think that a lot of the the problem here is just semantics, and we have a limited kind of understanding. I agree with that entirely. It's it's, it's will like a, is free will. There's your semantics. Yeah. Now, I'd like to wrap this back in, if I could, to Thanks, an, Glenn, to an entire call, hour sure. ago. An hour ago, we had a uh, a guy on talking about 9-11 truth and how he's dedicated his life to mm-hmm. sitting around yeah. and talking about something that was of really no import whatsoever that he could basically uh, you know, realize that he could never get anything out of. And we asked him, why? Why? Why would you waste your freaking time talking about this? Mm-hmm. Why would you hassle people, alienate people, and, and do yeah. this? And I really have to ask the question about this conversation. Why would we have this conversation if will is free will in the context that we, um, you know, essentially have it in this life? Now you could look outside of life and sort of look at people from a four, the, the 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 position of outside the fourth dimension yeah. and see what they're doing and that kind of thing. Why would somebody talk about this? And the answer to that is why would somebody even be a 9/11 truther? 
Well, we did we did talk about that. Like, it doesn't make much sense when it's not going to accomplish anything. Right, being Regardless an 9/11 truther, or, what, or, or talking being about being an 9/11 truther. Oh, and, uh, and now let's let's bring free will down to relevance. Then, like when you get into the topic of whether you can hold someone accountable for their actions, and that seems to be based on the idea of whether they have free will or whether they're. Isn't that clear? I mean, uh, yes, you can hold somebody. For, um, I agree. You should hold whether 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 you know, regardless of your beliefs about free will. I find that people want without and without really defining what free will is. A lot of people want to argue that for its existence, so that you can punish people. I think what I hear, I'm hearing you say, Mark, is that this is an irrelevant topic. This is an irrelevant conversation. Right. Well, you as said irrelevant, it was irrelevant because as you irrelevant said that, as 9/11 truth, so-called. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, okay, good for you for feeling that way. I think that there are other people like me who find these kind of metaphysical discussions uh, very interesting. There are people that that find 9/11 truth very interesting. Right. So I, why not be fine. a 9/11 truther if you find it? Interesting. You should be an if that's what you want to do. I never said no one should be. I, I never said you shouldn't be a 9/11 truther. If that's what you want to do with your life, then you get to do that with your life. Fine and dandy. Uh, I don't find it to be a compelling discussion. I find things about the universe and uh, the meaning of life and and uh, what we're discussing here. I find this to be a compelling discussion. I like conversations about theology. We we do that sometimes too on this show, and we cover different topics. But the answer so, is that free will, um, whether you're a determinist or this other thing what was this other term that you were using random no not the random thing there was he had some other um, compatibilist yeah compatibilist or whatever is the free will is the same thing for those people it, whatever it is and, and will is difficult to define as is consciousness as well, are I so many things completely what it is i'm not sure what the you know people saying it's free just will. insert the same you word know. it's just the same thing dale will okay. is free will I mean, that's that's what people are using. Well, it people, people who the whole argument that we're in a deterministic universe is sort of an argument that there isn't free will, that everything is gonna everything is gonna happen a certain way. Because and of I can tell whatever. you that uh, we cannot will the clock away because <laughs> we are out of time. Yeah. But it's uh, I've been enjoying the discussion, and uh, if you don't like it, well, too bad. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And remember, you can call in and bring up whatever you want. This has been Free Talk Live. See you tomorrow. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.